Hello and thank you for joining us on Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I'm Brandon Yates and today we will be discussing the 2023 Formula One season. We'll take a look at Max Verstappen and Team Red Bull's performance, preview this weekend's race and discuss a few other trending topics in the sport. I'll be chatting about these points with my two brilliant co-hosts, Yang Guang and Tianyu and Yang Guang. I kind of equate Max Verstappen's dominance in the last three years to Manchester City's. They've won three titles each, and at this point, we're just discussing who's the best to come in second. Um, so at this point, the the battle for the Formula One Drivers' Championship is over. Max Verstappen wins yet again. Surprise, surprise. Um, but I guess there's still a relatively tight battle for whoever's going to finish second. So who do you think could take that position? Yeah, it looks like um, three races are now in contention for second. Sergio Perez, Lewis Hamilton and uh, Fernando Alonso. Mm. Uh, this battle is quite intense. Yeah, Actually, at one stage of the season, it looked like Sergio Perez he is about to secure the number two spot and uh, complete a one-two finish. I guess that was early in the season, right? Where we yeah. kind of, I mean, yeah. well, Max Verstappen's Good been start. dominating yeah. all year, but Perez was kind of keeping up with him mm. and then started falling off a little bit? Yeah, for the f- first five races, uh, Sergio Perez made four podium finishes, wow. including two titles, actually. One in Saudi Arabia and another in Azerbaijan. Mm-hmm. And uh, people even started to thinking about possibilities of um, Perez challenging his teammate Verstappen's dominance in Formula One. And then Verstappen said, no, thank you, sir. Back to your place. Stay in second. <laughs> yeah. After that, there were some mixed results for Perez. Uh, 16th in Monaco, Oof. 6th in Canada, 8th in Singapore. Remember, Perez is in the fastest Formula One car. Yeah. These are some inconvincing performances. But yeah. uh, still... The, the car performance has kept him high on the table. Um, he's still in second place, 30 points ahead of Lewis Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Actually, Hamilton had the chance to shrink this gap in Qatar, where Perez only finished in 10th. But unfortunately, um, Hamilton collided with his own teammate, mm. uh, George Russell, and uh, had to quit that race. Can you imagine being a team boss and seeing you know, two teammates colliding. That must be one of the most frustrating experiences you can possibly imagine. Look, I know that they're both battling and they're trying to do their best for themselves and for the team, but my goodness, it must be frustrating to see teammates collide. So, I mean, it does happen pretty frequently, but man, it must be frustrating. But from Max Verstappen's point of view, Yang Guang, I'm sure he does like having someone in his own team that pushes him all the way, but I'm sure he also likes winning titles and not having too much competition. So do you think that he feels indifferent about Perez's performance this season, or do you think he wants Perez to really push him all the way? I think Perez really helped him a lot um, Mm. in terms of um, being a wingman. And Verstappen just um, go all the way for his own uh, method, approach. Yeah, and for his own personal glory. Yes, yeah. It seems to me that every season, Verstappen has added mm. a new set of um, skills. A new dimension. Yeah, a new yeah. dimension. Some new his, elements that makes him even more dominant that he, yeah, than he has always to been. To his arsenal. Yeah. What do you think has been different about him this season? I think his approach to every race is different now. Mm. Uh, for, so he's more methodical about each race yeah, as yeah, opposed to exactly. just going all out and trying to be the fastest guy. Yeah, he, he concentrated on the strategy every race and stick to the strategy. For the f- first championship season, I think Verstappen was like, I don't care about uh, what <laughs> the team principal told yeah. me, but I will go my way. He seemed very defiant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And but a bit they, petulant, I guess. Like, I suppose he was a youngster and just making his way in the sport. Mm. And he was brash and clearly an amazing talent. But there was definitely some fine-tuning that need to, needed yeah. to be done. And it seems like he's managed to achieve that But still, now. the raw speed is still there. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, tactics do come into it. And you need to keep a level head and try and do what your team wants you to do. But when it comes down to it, speed is everything, right? Yeah. And yeah, he's never definitely. lacked speed. Mm-hmm. But um, returning to the topic of the battle for number right. two. <laughs> we went a bit off course there. <laughs> yeah, at this stage, I, I think um, what matters the most in this battle is uh, who makes less mistakes. Yes. And uh, Hamilton, to me, is a more consistent driver. Yeah. So even the most experienced, too, yeah. right, I suppose. Yeah. At the highest level. I mean, mm. Fernando Alonso can also claim that he's one of the most experienced drivers in the entire grid right now. But I think Hamilton probably has more consistency in terms of his experience. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah definitely. So I think that uh, even though he's 30 points behind Paris and mm-hmm. he, he's not in a better car, but I, I think he still can make the comeback on the table. Mm. Um, and to Fernando Alonso, Alonso's dropping in on the table in the second half of the season. I, th- I don't think it's about his personal capabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Aston Martin's reliability issue should be blamed here. Yeah, as the future progresses, and it will be interesting to see if Fernando Alonso remains with Aston Martin and how long he actually continues to perform at a high level in Formula One. Tianyu... When I think of the likes of Lewis Hamilton and Fernando Alonso battling for second position, those are two drivers that have won, you know, Formula One titles before, drivers' titles. And, you know, they're used to being in the spotlight and they're used to trying to compete for number one. Do you think they'll be motivated to push all of the way to potentially finish second? Uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm just going to be boring. I, I would still go for <laughs> Sergio Perez. Yeah, but that's another thing. I mean, because yeah. he is used to being the wingman, like Yang Guang said. Yeah. So I guess he potentially has more motivation to finish second because I think he sees his place in the Red Bull team as being the wingman. I don't think he sees himself as ever being ahead of Max Verstappen. Yeah. So he might potentially have more motivation to finish second than the likes of Lewis Hamilton and Fernando Alonso, who... In my opinion, if they're not competing for the title, they probably don't really care where they finish. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, first of all, yeah, it's like Yang Wan said, he's still 30 points ahead of the third place driver, mm. Lewis Hamilton. That's that's a large gap. Yeah. And, and with, with only three yeah, races remaining. Five, 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 five races. Five races. Five races. Yeah. yeah, for the rest of the season. So it, it will be really hard for Hamilton to overturn the gap. And, mm. and to stay motivated. Yeah. Like, that's my thing. I mean, yeah. if someone who has won, what, seven titles? Yeah. Seven um, to, to, I guess to, be, to be motivated to yeah. finish second, I think that would be a huge really, challenge for him. I think he's really bored about the game. He's yeah. He's want to quit. I think they are um, fully motivated, actually. Okay. Yeah. Because um, it would be a good start for next the season mm. um, either in their confidence or their preparation fine-tuning their car for next season 2024 yeah. uh, and uh, secondly I think Hamilton would grasp this opportunity to shake um, Red Bull's dominance mm. Red Bull has won the constructor title. Verstappen has won the driver's title. And maybe try and make them think for next season, wow, Hamilton's starting to improve. He's got a lot of experience. Maybe he could be a threat in 2024. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he can leave his mark. Yeah. Mm. Hamilton will go all out uh, for that second position so that um, Red Bull will not think, okay, this is our field already. Yeah. 
Red Bull had to uh, rethink ab- about Mercedes' challenge, even Ferrari, even Aston Martin next season. Yeah, that's uh, what Mercedes tried to do, especially after Total Wealth, the team principal of Mercedes, came back after surgery. Right, um, and he's a huge part of that team. I yeah, mean, in exactly. terms of um, you know motivation, strategies. Yeah, so it's very important to have him mm. back. Yeah, I think Mercedes will try to grab that second position, even though to Hamilton it doesn't mean that yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, I guess the actual position doesn't mean that much to him, but the mental side of things yeah, exactly. and the effect that it could have in uh, next season could mm. potentially be very important indeed. But let's stick with um, that battle for second place, Tianyu. Do you think that Fernando Alonso and Lewis Hamilton could push Sergio Perez? Uh, sorry, no. Uh, I can't. <laughs> uh, let's, let's look at the statistics uh, Perez mm. is the only man that's managed to steal two wings from his teammates, Verstappen. Yeah, he's he's been suffering from a poor run of form in recent races, but I think he's he's actually turned the corner a little bit in recent. Excuse the pun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> turned the corner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the recent race, and I think he will get better in the rest of the season. And yeah, we can still see how Red Bull's car and team have been dominant in the races. And they're, super, uh, they're still proving to be uh, a lot of notches in front of the other teams. Mm. And so, yeah, if nothing goes wrong with Perez, and like Yang Wang said, doesn't, uh, don't make mistakes. And I, I think he's still very likely to finish runner-up. Looking at this Red Bull car, Yang Guang, um, it seems like if we even put like a 90-year-old grandpa in the car, they could probably still do relatively <laughs> well in Formula 1 because it's, like you said, it's just the fastest car in the field by a long shot. Um, and that's partially um, a part of Max Verstappen's success, not to take away from the fact that he is a phenomenal driver, probably the best driver in the field right now, but having that fast car has also been a huge advantage for him and Sergio Perez for quite some time now. When Red Bull and you know the bosses at Red Bull look at Sergio Perez's performances and they realize that he's in a fast car, but he's still been making quite a few mistakes throughout the season. Do you think that his position at Red Bull is potentially at risk? I still think this battle for seconds will be the deciding factor over Red Bull's yeah. decision or thinking over Perez's future mm. with the team. Let me put it this way. Um, if Perez wins it, uh, he might have his seat reserved for 2024, but the chances are still... Red Bull could get rid of him, and just considering, as I said, his disappointing performances mm-hmm. midway through the season. Mm. But if he loses it, he's definitely out. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, okay. I, I, so I if do he doesn't finish so. second, you, you reckon his time at Red Bull's over? Yeah, yeah. I, Interesting. I, I, I okay. do think so. Actually, after the Qatar race, where Paris finished in 10th, um, Red Bull team principal Christian Honor actually acknowledged that it's time to sit down with Paris. He said that publicly? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's not That's not something the drivers or any employees would no, love not to at hear. All. Yeah, yeah, that's terrible. After some underpar performances. I mean, you know, it can, it can affect a driver in one or two ways. They can either view that as, look, the boss doesn't believe in me, and it can affect their performances and make them, you know, start driving badly or even give up and, you know, not make that much effort. Or it could actually motivate them to say, look, yeah, I want to prove myself. Mm. So I think it's a bold move by Horner. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how Perez reacts to it, particularly in the last five races. And I'm just thinking about it from Max Verstappen's perspective. 
I want to be the dominance guy, right? I want to be the number one at Red Bull. I don't want anyone to push me for the driver's championship. I still want someone to help with the constructor's championship, but I need to be that number one guy that dominates the driver's standings. And look, I think he does want a very talented wingman in his corner, but he also wants to you know, make sure that he doesn't yeah. have someone in his own team that's potentially pushing him for the title. So do you think that he might have a word in Horner's ear and say, look, I know Perez isn't the best, but I want to maintain my position as number one. And I still want someone to support me in the overall Constructors' Championship. But, you know, I don't want to be worrying about my own teammate in terms of my dominance in the driver's standings. So do you think Verstappen might want to keep Perez or potentially bring someone in that's even better than Perez? What are your thoughts there? If I, if I was in Verstappen's position, mm. I would love to have Perez on my side. Because <laughs> you yeah. know that you're the dominant one forever. Yeah, yeah. I would because, be the same. <laughs> simply because... Um, Paris is a near perfect partner, I yeah. think, to, to Verstappen. Because when, he's not terrible, but he's also yeah, yeah. not going to push me for the driver's championship. So it works perfectly. So he knows his place and my place at mm-hmm. number one is secure. And whenever um, Paris is required to give away to Verstappen, whenever... Uh, he happily goes, <laughs> there we go, Max. Go for that chicken flag. There's never any questions. Where we've seen problems at other teams in the past where there's always been kind yeah, of yeah, a, yes. a battle in yeah. those conversations, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Whenever um, Red Bull puts priority on Verstappen in track strategy, which I think Verstappen totally deserves, Paris um, never complains. Nope. He fully... <laughs> I think co- he's just happy to be there. Yeah, yeah. He cooperates fully. <laughs> yeah. And humbly, which yeah. I think Red Bull should really value. Yeah. yeah, we all know, th- but it seems like they yeah. don't value it though, because Horner said, "Look, I need to sit down and have a discussion about Perez." So it, it it's a bit of a, a strange situation that Red Bull and Perez find themselves in, because, like you said, I think it does work really well for the team and for Max Verstappen. But then Horner comes out to the public and says, "Look, you know, Perez isn't necessarily doing what we want him to do." Yeah, I think Perez. For some races, he went too far. Yeah, like a sixteenth position. That's unacceptable. Red Bull. Yeah, um, but again, as as you said, the we all know how the interest squad competition in Mercedes in Ferrari has damaged both teams on their performances on the track. That collision between Hamilton and George Russell was a nightmare. Yeah, it will never happen in Red Bull. Definitely um, not. Or if it does, that'll be the end of Perez yes. at Red Bull. Yeah. So from this perspective, I do think. Paris is a perfect wingman to Verstappen. We all know how Paris defended Hamilton for two laps in yeah. the last race of 2021, which enabled Verstappen to make the final stage surpass and win that miraculous title. Yeah, yeah, I think um, Paris deserves another contract just based on that performance on that specific night. Absolutely. That's a very good point. Tianyu, do you think that Paris is the perfect wingman? Do you think that Red Bull should respect him and keep him at Red Bull? Yeah, he's definitely under a lot of pressure now because, mm. you know, he's he, Red Bull demands a lot of, of their drivers. Yeah. But it's crazy, and, though, how much pressure there is at Red Bull to win because they're putting so much pressure on Perez just to maintain that second place and to try, try and keep up with Verstappen, yeah. which is seemingly impossible. So the standard that Red Bull demands is pretty incredible because yeah. even though, like Yang Guang said, Perez is doing an outstanding job of being Verstappen's wingman. Not all the time, has made one or two mistakes, but generally he is doing an outstanding job. And I'm sure Red Bull and Horner do value Perez's performances and his role in terms of supporting Verstappen. They're still putting pressure on him and sort of threatening him whenever he does make a mistake. So at Red Bull, there just seems to be no room for error. Yeah, but I think Perez 
should be worried about it because you know after having a really strong start in the season, he ended up scoring just five points at the last three races, yeah. mm. and all riddled with mistakes and incidents. So I guess what and, Horner has said recently is yeah. fairly valid. Yeah, yeah. Just just as a stark comparison with uh, the start of the season, he was the only he was only one point behind. First step, and, and now the gap is two hundred and nine. Massive oh. drop off. Yeah, <laughs> how could that be? Given the car he has been, but given is that also to just down to Verstappen's excellence? Yeah. I mean, there's two ways of seeing it. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But it simply doesn't make sense from <laughs> one, <laughs> one point to two hundred nine. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a lot. Yeah, so the consistency yeah. definitely needs to be worked on yeah. there for sure. But I think the following two races in the U.S. and Mexico. Uh, would be chances for Paris to prove himself again. Yeah. Yeah, Especially in Mexico, mm. he would definitely get the uh, crowd support. Yeah. Sometimes that has an adverse effect, though, because <laughs> we've seen, like, for, for example, sure. at the Asian Games, sometimes <laughs> when athletes play in front of their home crowd, it can really put an extra weight on their shoulders. Yeah. But does he generally do quite badly at, at, on his home Yeah, turf? the historical records are against him Ooh. in Mexico City. Okay. He's never won okay. in his home country. But he's always had massive amounts of support. I yeah, think yeah. he's like probably one of the biggest sporting idols in Mexico. I've been to Mexico, and I just remember seeing pictures of, of um, Perez, Perez mm. everywhere. Mm. Yeah, so he's very he's a very um, widely celebrated figure in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, his uh, best uh, results in Mexico City was a third place finish. Mm. So I guess this should be seen as a motivating factor for him to try and finish in second, yeah. maintain his place at Red Bull, potentially get his first win in Mexico. So I guess there's a lot of things that. Perez is still playing for maybe mm. even more than um, the likes of uh, Alonso and Hamilton. So I think the next couple of races should be yeah. very interesting. But I think at this point we can establish that Perez potentially has more motivation than the likes of Hamilton and uh, Alonso. But going into this weekend's race, I believe we're moving to the circuit of the Americas. Yeah. Um, Tianyu, who do you think are potentially the favorites to go on and dominate this race besides Verstappen, I suppose? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it goes, well, goes, goes without saying that Verstappen remains to be the biggest favorite. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, even though he and Rebel have already claimed the drivers and constructors title, they will still want more. And uh, I think Verstappen is motivated to pick up his record equaling 15th win of the season. But uh, yeah, apart from Verstappen, I think notably we can see the two drivers with McLaren, Piastri and Norris mm. are doing incredibly well in recent races uh, with the upgrades in their cars and their good form. I think both of them are able to achieve some good results if they can maintain the momentum. And I, I also think the fierce competition between the two inside the team can also provide a boost to their performance. So I, I, a McLaren can be a potential favorite in the upcoming race. Yeah, and I guess yeah. when teams and drivers have nothing to lose, that also makes them a threat, yeah. right? Because they're going to go out there and not be concerned about standings and just try and do their best. Yeah. So I guess that's something that Verstappen in particular and potentially Perez need to be aware of. Mm -hmm. and, and also for Lewis Hamilton, uh, the track at Austin has been one of his favorites. He's mm -hmm. won titles at a US Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. And the weekend in Qatar has was a really a bad one for him you know he, he and he will definitely be looking to bounce back and the beautiful thing about Lewis Hamilton throughout his career has been his ability to bounce back stronger than 
ever after a bad weekend. So maybe there's something to expect for from him at next weekend's race. Yeah, Yang Guang, from your side, who do you think could potentially challenge Verstappen um, going into the Formula One race this weekend? I think Verstappen is highly likely to continue his dominance. <laughs> highly likely though, is a nice way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> even though he has secured the world title. Um, I think he will be very re- relaxed on the track mm. this weekend, which I think makes him even, even more, more unreachable. Yeah. Um, and again, that um, battle for second um, between Sergio Perez and uh, Lewis Hamilton would make two drivers um, try to win as many points as possible. So uh, those two are also title contenders for sure. um, in the U.S., uh, I don't know if um, Red Bull will prioritize Paris this time mm. uh, in Austin. That could be interesting, right? Yeah. Considering that um, Verstappen already has the title wrapped up. That could swing the results mm. um, in the US. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I think even though the championship for the constructors title and uh, the drivers title are set, um, this competition in the US will be very intense. Yang Guang, bringing things to China, there's been a lot of excitement in terms of, you know, Zhou Guan Yu re-signing with Alfa Romeo and Formula One is now returning to Shanghai, which I think is fantastic for Chinese fans. Um, But let's start with Zhou Guan Yu. Do you think that he will improve now that he signed his new deal with Alfa Romeo and, you know, keeping things, you know, with Formula One in China? Do you also think that Chinese fans are going to be very excited about Formula One returning to Shanghai? Mm -hmm. um, It's a really good news, uh, first of all, for Zhou Guan Yu himself, but also for all the Chinese fans in this sport to see Joe Guan Yu signing a new deal with Alfa Romeo. Um, I mean, we all know um, how hard it is to earn a seat yep. in Formula 1. And the lineup of 20 drivers represent arguably the best 20 drivers in the world. Joe Guan Yu has earned um, six points so far this season with three ninth place finishes. Six points equaled his uh, total um, from last season in 2022. So I think we can expect some progress from Joe Guan Yu. Yeah, considering there's been steady are, progress, right? Yeah. yeah, considering there are still five races to go, we can see some improvement from Joe Guan Yu as well. Um, I think Joe Guan Yu's um, contract extension with Alfa Romeo, um, the team's decision, is partially based on economic reasons, mm. uh, considering the huge market behind Joe yeah. Guan Yu in China. But uh, I think mo- more importantly... The deal is based on Zhou Guanyu's own efforts and uh, his hard work. And potential. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's only 24 years old. Alfa Romeo said um, Zhou Guanyu's maturity and his methodical um, approach mm-hmm. in the second year in Formula 1 earned him many supporters within the team. And uh, the deal is a natural conclusion. Yeah. Actually, um, Zhou Guanyu's teammates... Um, Valtteri Bottas. A very experienced driver. Yeah, he yeah. said um, there's a great atmosphere inside, um, inside Alfa Romeo. And That's good to hear. Yeah, and, and he gets along with Zhou Guanyu really well, and uh, they push each other hard mm. to improve. I think these are really good um, compliments about Zhou Guanyu. It seems to me that um, he has earned this reputation and, more importantly, trust within the team. Um, based on his attitude and hard work. And yeah. this could be the foundation for him to improve even further next year in 2024. Yeah. And then in terms of Formula One returning to Shanghai, do you think that Chinese fans should be very excited about that? Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's not only the first ch- uh, race in China in four years after wow. the pandemic disruption, but also the first race in China where a home driver will compete. Yes, of course. 
Yeah, um, I, think, I think the fanfare is going to be incredible. <laughs> I think there's going to be a huge turnout from yeah, Chinese fans. Yeah, I definitely. can't wait to see that Imagine next season. It. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. And then uh, Tianyu from your side, Joe Guan Yu, do you think him re-signing with Alfa Romeo is a good deal? From what Yang Guang said, it seems like there's a good atmosphere in the team right now. Yeah, I would be really happy for uh, Joe Guan Yu to see, see him playing in, in his home court in Shanghai next year but mm. i think he definitely deserves a better car and a better team <laughs> <laughs> i think he's been doing a great job it's so early on in his career though don't you think he <laughs> with, with is, what he's is with a good team at alfa romeo you know bottas is better paid with a better car and well he's more experienced yeah with a lot of a lot more care in the team but he's only earned four points more than yeah, he did this true. season and uh, honestly, I think Joe is much more than what he can achieve, uh, achieve now. Sin- since the start of the season, he's been troubled by mechanical failures of his car. And yet, Alfa Romeo has never really solved his problem. Yeah. And yet, he still gained some points with limited condition. So I, I hope he can-, he can achieve some good results in the remaining races of the season and maybe end up taking over Bottas in terms of the total points gained. And uh, for more spotlight and possible future chances yeah. to work for better teams. Yeah, so I think for the remainder of the season, there's still a lot of excitement in terms of that battle for second place. And then going into next season, you know, the return of Formula 1 to Shanghai should be very, very exciting. Joe Guan Yu's progression, that's also something to watch. And we'll also have to see if anybody can compete with the great Max Verstappen and Team Red Bull. And we'll also have to see if Sergio Perez manages to keep his place in that team. But that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for joining us. And of course, we will be back next week with our latest topic and we'll see you then. Thank you.